With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it at Tower 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency Hall of Fame coach Gary Barnett with us to get things rolling. Coach, uh, what, what a what a good spot to be down in Arizona this week. Are you, are you enjoying? Well, it's actually a good spot to avoid uh, if you're uh, a local, which is I consider myself. You had anywhere down into Scottsdale, and I'm telling you, traffic is crazy. Restaurants are full. There's a lot going on right now and so those of us who are here most of the winter we just sort of hunker in up here and don't venture too far down so you're not going out to waste management at all this weekend no i don't think so i i go about once every three or four years i like to go watch the golf and not all the, the people looking and watching and stuff but <laughs> if you go early in the morning uh and you're there when the, uh, they're on the range and watch them hit and then you follow them around and then get back on the because parking is a mess mm-hmm. and then you get back on the shuttle and go to your car about noon you've had a pretty good morning and then that's when everything starts to fill in so there's ways to get around it but now I, I probably won't this year although I've got a buddy coming in town for he's going to go down on Friday so we'll see if I get talked into it have you ever been part of or delivered a beer shower uh, no no no, nothing. Not even no. after a championship. No, never okay. had one. So no, sorry about that. No, that's good. Not very exciting. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to waste beer by pouring it down the drain. <laughs> I love that <laughs> conservation. Right? That's the way to be. Uh, well, there we have it. Gary Barnett with us, Coach. Uh, I want to get your take on the the topic of goodwill. Uh, when it comes to uh, taking over a program, I know we've kind of broached the subject, but it's been uh, a talking point with Coach Rule and just what he's done in state, what his coaches have done in state. They, they've hit over 100 high schools. Uh, they are going to be in high schools, as he, as he says, you know, eight times a week, uh, different high schools. Coach Osborne's been on a couple of podcasts and has really – sung the praises of the work ethic and the evaluation so there's there's that connection and and thumbs up and when when you started out in Colorado uh, I know you were a high school coach how important was it to you to have uh, people that were at Colorado interacting with you or at least the high school region and then also when you went to Northwestern uh, I know you've talked about it a little bit but who did you reach out to in, in the, the Illinois slash Chicago area to, to make those connections? Talk about the, the local angle when you're taking over a program. Well, um, when I went to Northwestern, I, uh, I, I had 
hired two or three, maybe four coaches that had recruited Chicago for years. So um, that really helped because they already had relationships um, created, and then they could take me into those high schools because I had never mm-hmm. – Truthfully, I'd never been to Chicago. So um, I immediately went out with them to do Goodwill and to meet all the all the uh, high school coaches in the better high schools, places that we would get players uh, at Northwestern. The, you, you, you can't hit them all in Chicago. There's just too many. And while we, we felt like Illinois was our home state, we had to recruit all over the country. And so we couldn't spend the kind of time, well, we decided not to spend the kind of time in Chicago or Illinois that we would have spent or we did spend in Colorado. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was two different scenarios. But it was was critically important to have coaches who already had relationships there. And um, I did what I did in Colorado. I signed, I assigned every part of the state to one coach and uh, every coach had a part of Illinois and specifically a part of Chicago so that we at least had a relationship with with everybody and that they felt comfortable picking up the phone and calling someone. Uh, but, but in reality, we had to recruit East Coast, uh, South a little bit. Cal- we, op- we went to California for the first time because we had strong recruiting ties already with our coaches that I brought from Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, tech and went to Arizona. We opened up Arizona, which was a good area for us. So um, th- that was different. When, when I came to Colorado, because I had a background in, Col- in Colorado, and I hired two coaches, three coaches that had backgrounds uh, in Colorado, um, we covered Colorado just like Matt's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we went everywhere. Every coach was assigned to the part of the state. And when you've got guys from Colorado recruiting Colorado they believe in the players from Colorado um, you know you look at what just has happened at Colorado now there's not one coach on the staff from Colorado there's not one that has recruited Colorado so all their roots and all their influence is somewhere else mm-hmm. and so they've spent all their time somewhere else now they're going to have to go out for the first time and meet coaches because none of them have been in the state to have those relationships. So they're going to have a different approach, but it just comes down to who, who your staff is mm-hmm. and what's important to get the head guy. You know, when Matt was at, uh, at both Temple and Baylor, I mean, especially Baylor, you, you recruited Texas. It was very rare that he'd go out of the state of Texas. And I'm sure at Temple he, he did the Philadelphia area and the Pennsylvania area mm-hmm. as well. So he's used to that kind of uh, situation. And um, so I think it's, uh, one, I think it's smart. Uh, but in the end, he's going to recruit a lot of guys out of Cal- uh, away from Nebraska yeah. as well. So, But it's part of the things I think people think you should do. Yeah. And people in state think you should do it. And it's, it's, it's a good investment of your time and your money by spending time with the high school coaches and the people in the state that you're your uh, coaching does that in-state kid give you a little extra umph in your program do you believe that i think it used to i think anymore it's not as probably as important as 
as uh, you know, the people in state think it's important, mm-hmm. but nationally, I don't think it's it's that big a deal. Um, I, I think that uh, you know it's one of those things that you put on your list that's a positive, sure. and that is that we recruit the in-state kids. And uh, if you don't, then it's on your list as a negative. And those things only become important when you're under fire and things go the wrong way. (laughs) Gary Barnett with us. Speaking of under fire, I'm sure you have a take on the the reconfiguration of Brian Ferentz's contract. $50,000 is what's been shaved off the contract. Criteria set by the athletic director. What do you think of this with Ferentz needing to hit 25 points a game? How do you think Kirk's handling it? Oh boy, I don't, I, I don't know that that pillow talk in that house has got to be pretty dreadful <laughs> right now. Um, I don't know. You know what I didn't like is Stuart Mandel's takeoff on that. I, I, I thought he was way out of line, mm-hmm. and uh, but you know he's he's got a job to do too. But um, uh, you, you know you, you do what what feels right where you are and. Um, when you start mixing family into the coaching piece of it, it becomes very controversial. If, you know, if, if things were different, you would never have this issue about nepotism. Mm-hmm. If, if he had scored 35 points a game. Um, but now you got to find some reason to uh, blame somebody for the fact that you're not scoring those so that many points. And it's obviously that it calls on Brian falls on Brian. So, uh, you know, Iowa is uh, a different place, and it has a right to be different. So um, I know Kirk. I have known him for years and don't know him as well now as I used to, but um, that has to be a tough situation. And, you you know, you, you, you don't sit down and make a decision like, hey, let's make a really bad decision here right. uh, and do this. No, you think it's through and you think it's fair and, you know, it uh, it puts the onus on whether he scores or not. Mm-hmm. If, if they score, he hangs around and gets a bonus. If they don't, then, you know, he slides down to another position. I, You know, it becomes a business at some point. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, with the Big Ten scheduling, Scott Docterman, uh, he's got a poll out there. We love talking to Scott, keeping with Iowa. But uh, you're going to have your three main uh, scheduled uh, opponents and then kind of do a 3-6-6 type deal for the Big Ten once the, uh, the, the borders open up, once the west and east go away. And uh, with... Uh, with the, the the scheduling, if you're Nebraska, do you want uh, do you want one of the California schools as a permanent crossover? Do you want one of the the blue bloods, Michigan, Penn State, or um, Ohio State as a crossover? And then do you, do you do you want Iowa or do you want Wisconsin? I think you take Iowa as one, but the other two. I mean, it's going to be an interesting debate here. How would you go about? Scheduling it, you lived in the Big Ten, and, and now it's going to be a whole new world. You know, until everybody experiences this thing, I don't, I don't know how you uh, you you make any kind of prediction. I, I would say in Nebraska's case, it would be just like it's in Colorado's case. You know, don't worry too much about all that stuff. Go find a way to be relevant. Uh, 
Sure. And uh, and then when you have enough clout, you can make some of those choices and maybe make some demands. But you know, right now, just give me somebody to play. Let me go play him. Let me get better. Let me get get a trophy. Let me get a significant bowl game. Let me get all that sort of stuff. Uh, I don't know how that's all going to turn. I think it's way too early to see exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, those two teams from the West Coast aren't in there yet. So, uh, you know, uh, just I think you just got to walk a little softly with this whole thing, and you know, let everybody else try to figure out what's best for you. And you know, right now, if you know, if you're all Ohio State or Michigan, maybe Penn State, you got a little clout. Mm-hmm. But right now, Nebraska doesn't have much say in it, other than they're one member of the yeah, of the voting team. It's about right. Do you do you worry about this being seen through? Do you worry about UCLA and USC, or do you think it's it's going to be okay? Or do you, I mean, do you worry about uh, their uh, their migration? What me worry? No, no. <laughs> you think uh, something could pop up? Is my question. I know it's not been easy getting well, I UCLA. The, yeah, I, I think. I, I don't think you rule anything out right now, Chris, till it's wow. done. It's, you know, I really don't. I don't think you rule anything out. So I think you just tread lightly and, you know, make your plans, put them in pencil, and uh, see what happens. So, uh, I mean, it's just – it's crazy because it's, it's still a couple of years. So, hypothetically, could – the the Big Twelve win the lottery and and pull a fast one, or do you think the Pac the, the big uh, the Pac twelve could figure out a way to keep them? So is that what you're you're hinting at, or do you just is it just uh, who knows? I mean, with the world I, college, I, I don't know. I, I just I think it's just too everything's too much still up in the air. Sure, too much smoke hasn't all cleared yet, <laughs> uh, and I don't rule out realignment uh, being a major issue still. I mean, I just think uh, uh, nobody saw either one of those two coming. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw Texas and Oklahoma leaving, and there's things we're not foreseeing right now. So okay. I just say sit back, put your seatbelt on, enjoy the ride. <laughs> Gary Barnett, Hall of Fame coach with us, Hale Varsity Radio. So the Buffs, as we wind down, number one in the portal. And uh, let's talk, Coach Prime, what's been going on in the world of Dion here the last week or two? Well, no, he, you know, he's just, um, he's doing what Dion does. And, you know, he's going to be on the Super Bowl show. He's, you know, people want him on there now. Uh, he's got a great agent and a, a promotion department. And he's getting out there. He's getting Colorado's name. Every time you even see him, he's got a Colorado hat on. We're relevant. You know, people know about it. I can't go anywhere without somebody saying something about Dion right now. So, you know, he's he's doing just what he needs to do. I don't know if you saw the study about the number of schools in the last five years with the most J.C. kids, um, but Colorado was number one. They've had more J.C. kids than any other school. Um, I don't know what that means. All I know is I couldn't even get up one in school. Wow. <laughs> when I was coaching, we couldn't take JCs. And now in the last, uh, they've had 23 in the last five years. So, uh, you know, is there a cause relationship here? Mm-hmm. Uh, cause effect relationship? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Nebraska was like fifth or sixth. I noticed with about 17. So, yeah. uh, interesting stat. No, Juco can be feast or famine for you, man. If you uh, get a Levante, David, Terrell, Farley, that's a big-time deal for you. And uh, Or you just get a guy that, that 
doesn't doesn't pop. So, Coach, we'll uh, get your prediction now for Super Bowl Sunday. I think the line is minus two and a half, Philly. Uh, what happens here? Do you like the Chiefs? Do you like the Eagles? You've had a week to chew on it. Root for the Chiefs. Bet on the Eagles, um, but not a lot because <laughs> I, you know, it, it all comes down to whether Mahomes um, can move around, mm-hmm. and these things come down to injuries and turnovers. And the injuries, there's no way to predict. You know, you look and see which team turns it over the most and gets turnovers. I think. That's where your money goes. But uh, hope, we just hope, all hope that it's a good game. As you know, we don't want another national championship game like we had with TCU in Georgia. Uh, absolutely. Amen there. Coach, we'll check in next week. Thanks for your time. All right, Chris. Great being with you.